and live from Hambo's Chromebook. It's the Ham Palace Live on a Wednesday night. Late Wednesday night. And uh, I love to be back. I love it that I'm back. I love that I get a chance to talk again and uh, ramble. I'm glad that you guys are still listening. Uh, we're quite the exclusive group. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's been uh, quite a month. And well, it, there's been uh, there's been some more sadness. Uh, Gilbert Godfrey has passed away, and that's very unfortunate. Uh, this man has been a legend uh, for quite some time. I remember watching him growing up in the '80s, just kind of like rambling. I think he he might have he was in a lot of '80s shows and movies. Um, I know he was in like a John Cusack movie or two. Um, I can actually pull up his IMDb. He might have done uh, some Pee Wee Herman uh, shows. Let me see here. It's just we're losing so many amazing comedians that just don't give a don't give a a flying fuck about what people think. They just kind of they go for it. And they should be able to. They should be able to. Um, uh, you don't have to laugh at a lot of what they uh, say, but they should be able to go there. Uh, me being a comedian in my own right, and a very uh, an amateur comedian <laughs> but still a comedian let's see here gosh it, it's it's sad it, he was such a pop culture staple uh always always coming in and talking I, I gotta tell you about what happened the other day oh i had such a bad case of diarrhea and they <laughs> you just go for it you would just, oh there we go here he, here's his imdb of course Probably his one of his greatest roles that he's known for is uh, it was like the I think it's a parrot in Aladdin the the original well Disney Aladdin there and he was great as that as that character uh, parrot you know let me just take a look at the young age of fifteen. Gilbert Gottfried uh, began doing stand-up at open mic nights in New York City. And uh, I tell you, if there's any uh, ever a city to do open mic night, it's New York City. And after a few years, a few short years, became known around town as the comedian's comedian. After spending several years mastering the art of stand-up comedy, producers of the legendary late-night comedy show Saturday Night Live Became aware. It's in 1975. Yeah, I think he came on board like early to mid 80s, I think. Probably early 80s. Let's see. Um, 
uh, Saturday Night Live, 75 people, became aware of Godfrey and in 1980 hired him as a cast member. It wasn't until a few, true few, a few years later when his true notoriety would begin when MTV hired him for a series of improvised and hilarious promos for the newly formed channel. Uh, this led to several television appearances on The Cosby Show. Uh, Godfrey's work uh, got in television soon led to roles in film. Most notable was the improvised scene as the, hit, the business manager, Sidney Bernstein, and the hit sequel, Beverly Hills Cop 2. Yep, that was a big deal. That's right. And... Uh, which the New York Daily News said that Gilbert Godfrey steals the picture with a single scene. Yeah, he does ramble on quite a bit in that one. It's yeah, it's pretty patented. Uh, does a little. Uh, he, he he's really into it. There, he's really, he really, uh, he really gets. You know, he really goes there. He gets dirty. Um, he's the king of the rambling joke man. You know, it's it's sad. It's sad. I mean, what a. I mean, what a staple in our pop culture, uh, in our comedic pop culture. I mean, jeez. I mean, he's, he wasn't he wasn't that old to pass like this, and this seems so sudden. Uh, he he appeared in such movies as Problem Child, Problem Child Two, Look Who's Talking To, and The Adventures of Four Fairlane, one of my one of my favorites. Uh, he was also the host of uh, a very popular late night movie series, Up All Night. Yeah, I do kind of remember that a little bit in 1989. She's the things that, there's so many things that get through the cracks, you know, that kind of get lost to time a little bit because they're not maintained, they're not put on DVD or what have you. They kind of get lost. And it isn't till there's like a time capsule. Maybe you're watching a VHS of recorded shows and you see something like, oh, I remember this. Yeah, I remember this. That's right. But no one talks about the show. It doesn't get any notoriety today. So it's not, you know, it's kind of lost, you know, in the, in the cobwebs or in the uh, cracks under the car seat of our memory. You know, right in that, that part where between the, middle section and underneath the armrest right in that right where everything falls and is never seen again until you go there with the stethoscope <laughs> you go there with a uh, with a uh, you know fine fine camera and a micro camera and you see it along with the fries um After his stellar performance as the wise-cracking parrot, I was correct, it was a parrot, uh, Iago, in the Disney classic Aladdin, Gottfried became one of the most recognizable voice-over talents, so for sure. I mean, man, he's one of the most recognizable voices ever, ever made. His signature voice can be heard in several commercials, cartoons, and movies, including the frustrated duck and the Aflac insurance insurance commercials, which I never really put that together, I guess. I, but yeah, it's so obviously him. Gottfried also is the voice of Digit in the long-running PBS series Cyber Chase. Uh, 
digit cyber chase 2002 i don't know if i ever saw it it's pbs he's regular on the new hollywood squares yeah i kind of remember him on that yeah he see he's always been in the picture he's picture he's always been in the limelight somewhere whether on tv or in a movie i mean the man got work say what you will but the man got work uh Let's see here. <laughs> I got for you appeared in the hit com comedy <laughs> documentary, The Aristocrats, in 2005. Uh, he's a guest, uh, frequent guest on tonight's show. Again, getting, always getting that exposure, doing his comedy bits. Howard Stern on Demand, 2005. Yeah, out of the 101 comedians who appear on screen, no one is funnier or more disgusting than Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey, dirty jokes. Uh, yeah, especially on Stern. I mean, he would really go there. Let's see. Uh, was recent released both on DVD and CD, featuring 50 nonstop minutes of Godfrey uh, telling the funniest and filthiest jokes ever. The show was filmed live at the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City. Also featured on the DVD are some of the funniest bonus features ever, including wild stories and uh, indignant uh, ranting and celebrity impressions that will leave viewers crying for more. For this live performance, Godfrey puts aside pol uh, political correctness and fires an onslaught of jokes that know no boundaries. At the end of all, at the end of the show, Godfrey tells what is uh, known among comedians as the dirtiest joke of all time, which is also the basis for the aristocrats. I, and I guess snap my fingers. That's the end joke there. I'd say Godfrey is the one of the most sought after comedians and regularly regularly performs live to sold out audiences across North America. It's a shame. It's. I always thought he was kind of underrated in a way because everyone, he was always kind of there. He was always getting work and that, you know, God bless him. But, you know, I, I think we took him for granted quite a bit. Um, I think because he always had that shtick, you know. Um, but that's what made him, that's why, that's why he was such a staple. Um, Gilford Godfrey, uh, Gilbert Godfrey, uh, you can always count on him to, to be his his chattery, uh, dirty self and really go for it. And, uh, man, I, it just tells you, like, I mean, he worked hard, and you just, you just knew it. He, he worked hard at what he did, what he loved to do. And, and when you hone your craft as much as he did, and you really, you know, he paid his dues for sure. For sure. Um, it says uh, he passed away of uh, ventricular, oh, it's a tough one to say, uh, tachycardia due to myotonic dystrophy type 2. Something cardia, so probably something to do with his heart, I'm assuming. So sad. <laughs> Nickname America's creepy uncle. <laughs> yeah, he will be missed. He's definitely 
he was part of our pop culture fabric. And uh, it, it's sad. It's a sad day in comedy. Um, I think people don't realize really what you got till it's gone. And um, he's no exception. And he's, you know, one of the comedic greats, really. I mean, uh, underrated for sure. And I think we'll look back on his work and really be like, wow, he was unique. He was definitely unique. But he was definitely, uh, he was a comedian of his time, for sure. But he stayed in the picture. He stayed relevant. He kept working. People, I mean, you know, angry video game nerd had him on the show. And, you know, he did his shtick. And, you know, he fun. it's a whole new audience knows about him now because of that. Uh, it, it's sad. It's sad here. Because, again, you start to feel like you, like he's part of the family. Whenever you have, like, somebody on TV like that, you feel so uh, familiar with them over the years. You know, he's, like, he's on, you know, he's on the ride with everybody else. And uh, it's just bad news after bad news. Either, you know, a comedian's path like Bob Saget and... A tragedy kind of death. And then, you know, the stuff with Bruce Willis is really, that's been tough. It's, um, some really iconic, uh, comedians and actors. William Hurt passed. Let's see. Frequent guest on the Howard Stern show, a radio show, and had, more appearances than any other celebrity. Well, I watched a lot of Howard Stern in the uh, late 90s, in my college days. And I remember that in my, uh, my apartment there. Uh, those, those are some good times. I miss that. On E, you don't see E very much these days. E was, was the shit. You know, I watched E all the time. It's just funny and crazy how things uh, change. Lives in an apartment in New York City's Chelsea, Chelsea uh, neighborhood. Boy, he was a New York City dude. For sure. He once bumped into Harrison Ford backstage on the, at the Tonight Show, who complimented his work in The Aristocrats. Godfrey jokingly replied, And you are? <laughs> Ford was not amused. <laughs> Ford was not amused. That's great. <laughs> I just, I, I like a fly on the wall listening to that, that scenario. It's, uh, uh, um, yeah, Gilbert, uh, I love, love your work. And then aristocrats, and aristocrats, good, good, good job. Good job there. And you are? <laughs> oh, this, this is, I mean, say what you will about IMDb. But they got a lot of interesting things on here that you can just kind of go through. Let's see. 
Married for the first time at age 51. Smart. Definitely smart. He's the son of Lillian and Max Godfrey, uh, brother of the photographer Arlene Godfrey. Uh, his father was a Polish Jewish immigrant. Uh, his mother was born in New York to, yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a New York City boy all the way through. It's to Russian Jewish parents. Uh, favorite his, his favorite actor was Lon Chaney Jr. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, this is, it's quite a career he had, man. And to just be like, oh, whatever, it's Gilbert Godfrey. It's like, no, this man had a career that he worked hard for, you know. Gilbert Godfrey in 2015 uh, for USA Up All Night was inducted into the official horror host Hall of Fame. Yeah, I do remember him on that show a little bit. I was default to Joe Bob Briggs, though. On Saturday Night Live, 1975, I was there right after the original cast left. And so back then it was like, how dare they continue Saturday Night Live, 1975, without the original cast of people? Back then it would be like in the middle of Beatlemania. You just said, oh, the Beatles are not John, Paul, George, and Ringo. It's Harry, Artie, Phil. You know, it was an outrage. So before we even got on the air, they're already writing these articles. Who the hell are these people? On his controversial jokes, I always felt comedy and tragedy are roommates. If you look up, look up comedy and tragedy, you will find a very old picture of two masks. One mask is tragedy. It looks like it's crying. The other mask is comedy. It looks like it's laughing. Nowadays, we would say how tasteless and insensitive. A comedy mask is laughing at a tragedy mask. <laughs> That's good. In real life, I'm a tall, blonde Christian. That's so funny. These are, these are his jokes. I only beat my children when I'm on crystal meth. I'm proud of that. <laughs> See, that's that's the type of stuff. He'll he'll, he'll go there. <laughs> I love to go where it's a dark area. You never know what people will choose to be offended by. <laughs> and his reaction to be passed over for a role in Dick Tracy uh, for Dustin Hoffman. The only way our names would appear together in the same Hollywood conversation would be in the sentence. I've seen Gilbert Godfrey's acting and he's no Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> oh, fun stuff. Oh, man, he's going to be missed, really. I mean, you know, every, we live in a culture where they just keep it moving so much. But it's like, no, don't keep it moving with this. This this was, this was guy was special. 
and he, he you know he put in the work he paid his dues you know Now, a lot of his jokes didn't kind of could easily go over your head, but he was great. He still made it kind of work with his delivery. Let's see here. <laughs> I play Lincoln in A Million Ways to Die in the West. And I was perfect for that because a lot of people would like to shoot me. <laughs> I still wake up like, I go, where am I? Why, you're in the White House and it's 1803, Mr. President. And it's like, huh? What? Oh my gosh. Man, he's gonna be missed. He's really, I mean, people are just like, oh yeah, whatever. You can't whatever this guy. This guy was a giant. He was a giant and then and he's he died too soon. I mean, this is I mean he still had some years left. But it's, you have no say in when you go. You have no say in when you go. Or when some tragedy happens to you. You have no real say in it, really. <sighs> when doing stand-up, he used to keep his eyes squinted shut out of nervousness. This later became a trademark of his. Absolutely. Part of the kind of club of celebrities who have portrayed puppets on Comedy Central's show, Crank, crank Yankers, good old Crank Yankers. Boy, Corolla really pushed that show for quite a while there. He was considered for the role of Balky in Perfect Strangers. Huh. Well, so I'm, I'm trying to find his uh, his uh, that's a biography. Biography. It's his uh, his movies. Because I know he's been in a lot more movies, like small cameos and stuff. That's just kind of got his. Yeah, it doesn't have his. Uh... I mean, it, we went over some of his movies, but I know he's been in a bit more, especially during the 80s. But nothing's coming up here. I don't know why it won't let me go to his his movies. Born in 1955, Brooklyn, New York. So even born in New York. Yeah, he was a New York comic through and through. I 
I mean, that's why he was so badass. I mean, New York comedians, they're a certain kind of breed. I think Los Angeles comedians are a certain kind of breed as well. I think they're both awesome for practicing comedy. But, uh, well, there, there we go. Uh, he's going to be missed. I mean, again, you don't know what you got till it's gone. And we're just losing a lot of people. And we're losing uh, part of the old guard that uh, doesn't give a crap about this political correctness, high school kind of stuff that we're going through right here. But a lot of people do. And a lot of people don't have a sense of humor these days. Can't separate sense of humor from uh, from real, real meanness, you know. And I don't want to live in that kind of world. I really don't. And uh, I think it's crap what's happening to our culture. I think it is. I mean, look, I, I try not to be political or comment on stuff like that. I really but it's like you, you just can't help but stumble into it a little bit when, you know, people that you admire growing up uh, pass because you feel like, you know, you don't want their torches to go out, to be extinguished because they're special, you know. But it's just time marches on. It keeps it moving. And uh, we all have to make a stand at some time in our life about what we will stand for and what we won't, you know. So, rest in peace, Gilbert Godfrey. Rest in peace, you earned it, for sure. Thanks for all the laughs, and, uh, you know, I'll keep watching. I'll keep watching. Special, one of the, one of the special voices in, in our pop culture fabric. I mean, he was always there. If you grew up in the 80s, man, um, it's just hard not to have an 80s without him cameoing somewhere, (laughs) somewhere in the background in some movie. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, anyway, I'm still bummed out. I'm still bummed out about Willis. Again, I'll have to do another, another like a part two on that. I was drawing uh, his picture on my YouTube channel. Uh, I gotta finish drawing that, that, that sketch of him. Uh, well, and, and, and slightly more interesting and upbeat news. I watched some Moon Knight, and uh, I've enjoyed that. Pretty good so far. I think the third episode is due out tonight. I think a new episode comes out every Wednesday. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, what else? What else? What else? I mean, it was good. I mean, I never read much Moon Knight. And this is perfect because it's tying into comics finally. Um, but I do remember picking up an issue, you know, off the spinner rack or at the comic store and just kind of seeing them in the white outfit. And uh, that was like early 90s and uh, and liking the look. But I just, for some reason, I never really picked up an issue. I might have one issue in my long box somewhere. And I always, 
I'm always like, I wonder why I never really picked up and bought too many of the books. I suspect it has something to do with the interior art. I think the art was all inside was always kind of a letdown for me. Although there might have been some good artists working in there, but I might have I probably missed them. Or I just it just didn't it just didn't uh, gel with me. I get the time, but I always liked the potential of the character and the things that I, I've heard about him was was interesting, like the multiple personality thing. Uh, but I don't want to spoil too much because it's still kind of early in the show. Uh, but Oscar Isaac, he's bringing it. He's doing a fantastic job. He's giving it 110%. And that's awesome. That's awesome. I like the look of uh, of Moon Knight in it. I like how they did it. It's pretty close to the comic. And I, I love that a lot. Ethan uh, Hawke plays a great, uh, great villain so far. Um, there's a scene where he walks in glass shoes and all that. It's pretty... <laughs> pretty interesting it's kind of like a kind of like a cult leader of sorts um also f murray abraham is doing a voiceover in this but i can't even tell it's f murray abraham because of the uh filter they put on his voice but i've always i've always liked him a lot i've always deeply respected him as an actor um because I, you know he's not in i've never seen him in a lot of movies but he's always there once in a while and he always gives a sense of he's one of those actors where he gives a sense of reality to whatever he's in and whatever genre he's in uh you know he was in amadeus and uh of course he's a great villain in that and uh so awesome i mean <laughs> you just got to respect people that just do such a good job at their craft um and, uh, again, he's like kind of like a Michael Caine in a way where he just brings a sense of reality to things. Or um, Robert Duvall. He's kind of in that, you know, class of actor. And he's kind of in a cl at class all by himself. Um, but in this he has – oh, I, I tell you what stood out about one of his roles is, of course, because I'm a big Arnold fan, uh, Last Action Hero. He plays um, Arnold's uh, cop buddy, you know, and he ends up backstabbing him. And uh, it's just such a good, grounded, but uh, uh, slimy performance, I guess, uh, that he does. But it's just when he's doing the role, you really feel that he is a cop. Like, for real. <laughs> I mean, again, he brings an authenticity to his his, his roles that makes every, that world grounded. And uh, so when I heard him in Moon Knight, it, it's, it doesn't sound like him. But I think he's doing such a good job at it because it's very, you know, there's, it's this voice that's talking to Oscar Isaac's, uh, you know, character that's kind of like an innocent guy he's just trying to work and all that but you know he kind of calls him a parasite and all that stuff so he's maybe he's playing a different character that's not in his head but you have to kind of see it to to understand it but um yeah so yeah uh 
trying to think what else as far as comics go. I just got to get back into comics, you know. I really do as far as reading them. You know, on my Kindle. Um, you know, I can go back and read some old comics, which, you know, I have done a little bit on here. So I might do that in the future. Just kind of go back to the oldies but goodies and kind of re, uh, re-inspire myself. Because it is, it is a great art form. Um, but I think it's been slipping as far as stories go and uh, agendas go. And I think it's, you know, we need to make comics great again. And you do that by, you know, being re-inspired by the great ones. And doing, and doing your own, you know, doing your own uh, if you can but uh, it is an incredibly hard thing. It, much like making a movie, it's very time-consuming. It requires a lot of focus, a lot out of you, a lot of dedication, and uh, a dedicated workspace. And, uh, you know, some of those things I've not quite had lately. And uh, inspiration, and an inspiration for a new story. Uh, you know, you know I'm, I'm talking about Rage 5 and what I can think about doing for a story for that um and i just gotta start writing and just throwing some ideas out there and uh you know i've been playing a lot of dungeons and dragons i think that's been helping me creatively and i have a lot of story techniques that i use doing this solo good old solo role playing there so i gotta start applying those techniques to stories for him um i think that's gonna be it for tonight I'll keep it, again, it's lean, lean episodes here. But I wanted to get this out because it's Wednesday, Wednesday night. And uh, rest in peace, Gilbert. You are not forgotten. And uh, this, your contributions will be uh, to comedy and, and to our world it will always be among us. And uh, your fearlessness in comedy will always be known and remembered in our hearts and in our our minds and uh man you are a filthy fucker <laughs> you are a filthy fucker <laughs> but i think he'd like that i think he'd like that uh an un kind of an unsung hero but i think that's what it's part of a, a great part of his of your of your legacy uh gilbert all right, everyone, may you have long days and pleasant nights.